Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Hello and welcome into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm Brian Tripp, your host once again, and we're thrilled to be joined this time by senior left-handed pitcher for the Penn State softball team, Bailey Parshall. We'll talk about her career here at Penn State. She's going to be coming back for a fifth year. We'll get into that decision-making process and also a pretty special moment earlier this year when she threw a perfect game, and that was against FIU down in Florida back in the month of February. So we'll talk with Bailey Parshall here in just a moment. Thanks for being with us this time on Let's Go State the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. All right, and now we're joined by senior lefty Bailey Parshall of the Penn State softball team. Bailey, thanks for doing this today. Thanks for having me. Well, I see you're not a stranger to the microphone. You're just telling me before we started recording, you did sports commentating back in high school? <laughs> yeah, I was a part of my high school's media team back in high school, and we, uh, we did a few football games, soccer games, men's basketball, just try to broaden my horizons. Everyone wants the job, let me just tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So now that you're at Penn State, what are you studying here at Penn State? I'm studying health policy and administration, and I also have a minor in rehabilitation human services. What was it about Penn State? You're from Belvernon, Pennsylvania. What was it about Penn State that sold you on the school? Um, My family, actually. So most of my family attended Penn State, my mom and my grandpa and a few of my aunts and uncles. So when they offered me back my freshman year of high school, it was like a no-brainer to me that I wanted to be here. So did you always come up here as a little kid, go to football games, softball games, whatever it may be? Uh, Football, for sure. We sometimes in the summer would just take trips with my grandparents to come and get ice cream and drive back home. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, Bittersweet mint. Oh, mine too. That's a great choice. (laughs) Some people say it tastes like toothpaste, but I'm a mint guy. No, I don't think it tastes like toothpaste. So do you remember coming up here as a little kid, the old softball field just from driving by it? No, back in the day, I didn't even think too much about playing Mm -hmm. softball in college. I guess I was just so young and oblivious to it, but I wish I had. Why did you get into softball and when did you start playing? Um, You know, my parents just signed me up. Mm-hmm. when I was little and uh, we had a family friend who was very devoted to the softball program at Bell Vernon and he saw one day that I picked up a ball with my left hand and he knew instantly that he wanted to make something of me <laughs> so that kind of just got the ball rolling and I just stuck with it. What age or when was it you said that you were offered your freshman year of high school by Penn State when did you know that softball might help provide a really good future and an education for you? Yeah Penn State offered me when I was uh, 14 I believe mm-hmm. and uh October of my freshman year in high school. Uh, probably back in middle school, seventh and eighth grade, I really started seeing myself develop as a player and I started to have the goal to play in college. So that's kind of what got me going. Now that you're here at Penn State and already in your fourth season, and it has been a turbulent four years with the pandemic and navigating that, you've been outstanding though each and every year. How have you grown as a player during your time here at Penn State? I think mentally is probably the biggest thing I've grown in. Uh, Dr. Olson, the sports psychologist, mm-hmm. he he works a lot with our team and just our mental approach. And we talk a lot about the championship mindset with Coach C, especially with the pitchers. And I think coming in freshman year, I was definitely the type A perfectionist pitcher. I didn't want to make any mistakes. And now, you know, obviously in the Big Ten, you're going to give up hits. You're going to walk people and you just have to 
be where your feet are and live in the moment and get through it. Yeah, you've had an awesome career right now, ranking sixth in strikeouts in program history, eighth in innings pitched, eighth in game starts, fifth in shutouts. I could go on and on. Do you ever take a moment to look at that, or does that not matter to you at all? You're just worried about team success. Definitely just team success. I mean, it's nice to have those personal accolades, mm-hmm. but I know for me, my success as an individual just goes towards my team. As a pitcher, what is it like being in the circle out there because you have the ball on every play? How do you embrace that mindset? You talk about the psychological aspect of a softball game. There's a little pressure on your shoulders out there. It's definitely very easy to make a moment too big, but mm-hmm. it's it's great to have my teammates behind me. You know, each and every pitch I look to someone, we make eye contact, we giggle a little, and it kind of <laughs> takes the pressure off a little bit, but it's definitely surreal being in the circle. You say you giggle a little. Who's the funniest player on the team this year? Lydia Coleman. She's a, one of our freshmen. She she doesn't play the infield, but every time I come off the off the field, she's telling me a joke, lots of inside jokes on the team, but... definitely the funniest we do these podcasts and we want to learn about you the student athlete and your past as you know but we want to talk a little about this year's team too and you're just starting big 10 play 19 and 13 here as we record this on the last day of march what is it about this year's team's makeup and how do you feel about the group you have this year down in that clubhouse yeah we're definitely a great team i think culturally this is the best it's been my four Mm -hmm. years here and i uh I credit a lot of that to COVID last year. You know, we weren't able to see our families that much because we tried to keep everyone safe. Mm -hmm. And we spent a lot of time as a team just getting to know each other, doing a lot of team functions. And that really made a lot of connections for us. Yeah, I've heard that from other athletes, from other teams I've talked about too, where, look, COVID was a tough experience and it was hard to go through. But there were some valuable lessons and some positives that came out of something that was so trying and feels like that's the same for your program. For sure. I mean, it definitely taught us a lot of discipline, too, because, you know, you want to go home, you want to see your families. And it was a really tough year for us, not only with COVID, but in competition as mm-hmm. well. And we we were able to stick together and make the best of what we had. We're recording this from the press box here at Beardfield at Nittany Lions Softball Park. And sure, some friends and family were able to come to the games last year but what's it like pitching again here because you pitched here early in your career with it a full house what's it like with the fans back this year it's it's amazing uh last year was great having just our parents here (laughs) but being able to step up on the stage and playing against a lot of the local community a lot of the younger teams that come out and support us it it's great well, I remember last year, too, that we're talking about parents. Like, you were saying how you couldn't see them. After the games, even, would you have to stay socially distanced from your parents to make sure that COVID didn't come into the program? Yep, for sure. I know, I remember our first weekend last year, we were in, down in Florida playing, and uh, the tournament rule was mm-hmm. that you couldn't really approach your parents at the complex so we would stand at the center field fence and talk like 10 feet away from them just so we could have a conversation with them who has been one of your mentors and the reason i bring this up is you talk about your parents there and you said that your love for penn state comes from your family who have been some of your biggest mentors in your life and your softball career whatever direction you want to go i would say my dad for both Mm -hmm. Uh, he's definitely someone I can go to whenever I'm struggling with anything not even related to softball and he's been there with me every step of the way he um, you know he taught he helped me learn how to pitch he stuck with me all the hard hours you know he he gets me like no one else does Mm -hmm. and I see him in the stands here behind the backstop he has the same spot for every game you know seeing him back there just 
it's very rewarding. You talked about Coach C and what she has done to build the culture of your program. And that's always tough when you have a coaching change. You were recruited by Amanda Lahotek and the previous staff that did a great job here. And we always hear about when a coach comes in that they try to learn about the players and the players they have on the team and do they fit with the new staff and what they want to do. But as a locker room and as a player, what do you have to learn about a new coach when she comes into the program? Yeah, the transition was very interesting, a yeah. little difficult at times, but you know, just trying to understand their philosophy and their mannerisms. Obviously, mm -hmm. no two people are the same. So being able to understand Coach C, she's me and her are very much alike in our type A mindset. So we've clicked well with that, but we're still a growing process for pretty much everyone. As a type A mindset, when you're out there on the rubber, you can only control the softball in your hand and what you do with it. So how do you balance that? Because once that ball leaves your hand, it is out of your control. <laughs> it's definitely one of the most challenging parts of the game, especially for me. You know, so, as soon as I let the ball go, I'm thinking, oh, oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> definitely, I'm a analytical side of the mm -hmm. ball. So as soon as a pitch happens or a play happens, I'm instantly thinking, okay, what did I do there to be successful? Or mm -hmm. what am I going to do this next pitch to make that better? As someone who's into that analytical and diagnosing every aspect of your game, I'm guessing, are you big in film? Are you big in stats, numbers? What's it like as you prepare for a start? Preparing for, for a start, for sure. I'm definitely a film person. I'll probably mm -hmm. watch, like, for instance, we play Purdue this weekend. I've already watched their starting lineup two or three times. I've rewatched our game. We played them last year already. So mm -hmm. film for sure. You don't just start, though. So how is your preparation similar or different when you know you might be asked to pitch later on in a game? Yeah, starting is... Definitely my mojo, a lot easier for me. I think the relief role for any pitcher is a lot more challenging mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, having to come in, whatever the situation may be, obviously it's a high-pressure situation. Having to change your mindset of going in, I have to get out, not I'm starting this game. Um, very challenging. All right, so let's go back. What was your preparation like on the 18th of February? Do you remember what happened that day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we watched a lot of film yep. on FIU. Uh, we had already, I believe we had already played a game that day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I uh, had already threw in the previous game, like in bullpen. So I was pretty much warm. So we didn't do too much mm -hmm. pre-game. And then I kind of just went out there and did my thing. Yeah, so let me preface this. On the 18th, you threw a perfect game at FIU. It was the fifth in program history. And... It was just the second in seven innings in Penn State history and the first since 2005. So it had been a while and also the first no-hitter since 2008. Like, that's a remarkable milestone. Seven innings, obviously no hits, no runs, no walks, and 11 strikeouts at FIU. As you're going through that game, when did you know, kind of have a feeling, hey, I haven't allowed anyone on base yet? I didn't even realize no one was on base until probably the seventh mm -hmm. inning. Did um, you know you had a no-hitter at least? I did, because mm -hmm. I am one to check the scoreboard every single pitch for the count. So I did know there was a no-hitter going, but I overheard one of the teammates, one of my teammates in the uh, dugout, and I heard them say, we're not letting anything drop in the outfit. We're catching everything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why are they saying that? It's very, <laughs> like very intense moment while we're hitting. And I was like... Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I can't think of this. I can't think of this. <laughs> so 
did their reaction or how they treated you change during the game at all? Now that you look back on it, maybe not in the moment, but did they start avoiding you? Did they come up and talk to you more? Was it kind of awkward? What was it like going through the game? I think a few people avoided me um, just to not spoil the moment, but for the most part, everyone remained like fairly normal, I'd Mm -hmm. say. Yeah. Well, that's your first in college. You had six no-hitters in high school, if I'm not mistaken. How did it compare the perfect game at the collegiate level for Penn State, where it hadn't happened in a while, to what you accomplished previously in your career? It was definitely very rewarding. Um, you know, in high, in high school, you don't face nearly the mm-hmm. same competition no matter what. So being able to do that at the collegiate level just shows, you know, how much hard work puts in and what it takes to do that. Were there any, and forgive me, I didn't see the game. It was down in Florida on the 18th of February. Were there any plays during the game now that you reflect back? Because every usually, like every no-hitter or perfect game has that one moment where someone has to make a great catch or maybe a call goes your way. Or did you just dominate that day? I I don't remember any <laughs> tough plays, but, you know, giving credit to FIU, I mean, mm-hmm. You know, they put the ball in play and they tested our defense and our defense was able to come out on top and no airs obviously wins games too. And you're in a really good spot this year, team off to a good start and you start Big Ten play last weekend here against Maryland. What do you want to accomplish here in your fourth year in the program and where do you think the team can go this year? Yeah, I definitely think just coming off of last year, but only being able to play a Big mm-hmm. Ten uh, conference play. Not that you haven't accomplished something pretty significant <laughs> personally yeah. already. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I think just going into conference now, you know, we're definitely the underdog just with um, scores last year. Mm-hmm. And people are definitely going to underestimate us. And I'm excited for that because we have a lot to show this year. We have great hitting, great defense. Pitching is on point as of now. And Uh, moving forward I'd like to see us have a really good seed going into the Big Ten tournament you know that was something I really enjoyed my freshman year and just using that momentum to get to the postseason can you feel day in day out whether it's in lifts whether it's in practice and training or out here on the field or even team meetings can you sense there is that that growth and the trajectory is really trending in a good direction yeah for sure. I, I definitely think over the four years, the energy walking into the facility and any mm-hmm. any part of our day, everyone's in here to get better. Everyone's in here to have that elite mindset that coach always talks about. And, you know, going into games, you know, last year we didn't have as much confidence, but now there's no doubt in my mind we can go on the field anytime and win a game. Isn't the most dangerous thing, you probably talk about this with Dr. Olson, a player with confidence can be dangerous. That's a good thing. Yeah, he says that all the time. We actually just had that talk a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does a great job himself, Adriana, everyone in the sports psychology stuff. There's so many resources that you have available as a student athlete. So obviously on the academic side, Morgan, but I mean, that's really cool here at Penn State whether it's strength and conditioning, across the board, so many different things that are at your fingertips that you can utilize to improve as a player. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think this year as of lately, Dr. Olson and Nikki, our new mm-hmm. sports nutritionist, she's played a big role in uh, the pitching staff's recovery. You know, we've tried a lot of new methods. You know, we've had a few injuries and uh, lack of depth in the preseason, and now we're doing great. We have the depth. We don't have any injuries, so them being able to help us out is great. I've always been amazed at softball 
Does your arm ever get tired? Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> lots of recovery, lots of stretching. So many things go into it. I don't want you to give away the secret sauce, but what do you do to recover <laughs> after you throw 10 innings against Maryland or whatever? Yeah, our sports, uh, our athletic trainer, Angel Azil, he does a phenomenal job. Uh, he's in day in, day out. We do cupping, we do sports massages, whatever you can think of, he's trying, so we're not, we're not sore. Obviously, you have career goals and academic goals you still want to accomplish as well but because of the way you feel inside that clubhouse every day did that play a part in wanting to come back and continue your softball career for a fifth season for sure I think you know being able to be here another year just being able to see what we've done so far this year mm -hmm. really swayed my decision to make me stay all right what about on the academic side what do you want to do with your master's that you're getting Yes, I was accepted into the Master's of Management and Organizational Leadership. Mm -hmm. I hope that's going to help me. You know, in my future, I want to work in nursing homes mm -hmm. and long-term care. So being able to manage that, I hope that can help me there. So you put away the headset, your broadcasting from way back in high school. <laughs> For sure, yes. How did you get into nursing in this profession? Um, really COVID. You know, mm -hmm. I had some personal matters that occurred during COVID that really opened my eyes to the healthcare field. And that just had really drove me forward in the health policy sector of things. And the, not until recently did I decide that I wanted to work in long-term care, but for sure. Going back to Pittsburgh when it's all said and done, when softball's done? Yes, I think so. Back to home, back to family. Steelers, Penguins, Pirates. Yes, Pirates, they need to, they need to step it up. I was going to ask, but... you know, Major League Baseball opening day is coming up. What do you think for the Buccos this year? You know, I haven't put too much thought into them. They've been on a little bit of a rough patch the last few years, but... Maybe I'll be optimistic when it comes closer to time starting. Bailey, this was an absolute joy. You've had a tremendous career here at Penn State so far, and we're so glad you continue to wear the blue and white and represent Penn State and are going to do so in the future. Best of luck the rest of the season, and thanks for sharing a little insight here today into your accomplishments already, but also that perfect game, because that's pretty darn cool to hear about how that went down. Thank you so do much. Do you have the softball still? I gave it to my dad. Yep. So where it. is it? Um, so a little tidbit, I take a ball pretty much every time we play somewhere, whether mm -hmm. it's, I have a ball from Alabama, I have a ball from... So that's your souvenir? Yes. So I have a little shadow box at home and we take it and he probably put it in there, but I don't know where now, he has it. Forgive my ignorance and I know we were wrapping it up, but you know, in certain sports like football, there's a logo on the ball or hockey, there's a, a puck that each team uses at home. Is there anything special about a softball, or do they all just look the same when you go to these different places? Um, there's a few places mm -hmm. I know. A few conferences have a patch. Yep. Like the SEC, That's they'll cool. have something. I don't, the, I've never seen a Big Ten ball, so maybe we can work on that as yeah. a conference. That will be the goal for year number five. Yes. How does yes. that sound? We'll have to make that happen. <laughs> Bailey, this was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Bailey Partial from the Penn State softball team, our guest this week on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Thanks for joining us here today. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate, subscribe to our podcast, and don't forget to share it with your friends as well. We'll talk to you next time on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. <laughs> Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.